Infidels, subversives, seducers, wantons, all. What lively company. They live the first summer of love. Sally, let's not live to be old. Let the grim tyrant take us in youth. Lord Byron and Shelley, poets living in exile. To attack God, King, and marriage in one piece is quite an accomplishment. The outrage <laughs> and the envy of high society. He considers us brothers and sisters of the revolution. For one summer, they were tied in the bonds of friendship. He is the greatest poet of the age. And its greatest. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and I'm excited to be here. Today we're talking about a movie from 1988 called Haunted Summer. Directed by... Ivan Passer, and written by John, I'm sorry, Louis John Carlino, based on the novel Haunted Summer by Anna Edwards. Yep, and in case you don't know what this is about, this is a... I will, Dramatization yeah. of the summer in 1816 where Mary Shelley, Lord Byron, uh, her stepsister Claire, and Dr. John Polidori uh, were at a manor on an island owned by Byron, and and where Frankenstein was born. Yes, this is apparently supposed to be a movie about how they met and talked together and how they spent their very short period of time in the, under the same roof. It That's... is there they devise a contest to produce the best horror story to kill the dullness of summer. Well... It is also there that one of the world's most famous books was given life, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves on that one. Uh, this story is, like we said, it's... But a... the situation soon deteriorates into mind games, drugs, and sex. Are you literally reading the wrong synopsis? Because that's not what happened in this movie. I'm reading what the literal synopsis from Wikipedia is. <laughs> no, that's not right, that synopsis. That, right, that synopsis is outright wrong, Now, folks. if that was the synopsis, it would have been a more exciting movie. What this is about was about four people who come together, have sex with each other, argue with each other a few times, and then leave at the end of the story. And the movie is super unsexy, there's no titillation, and for a movie that actually stars uh, at least one bigger name, might be more because I don't recognize a couple of them. So, you have in the role of Lord Byron, Philip Anglin, mm -hmm. which I feel like I should know, as Mary Shelley, sorry, Mary Godwin, her, her maiden name. Uh, Alice Krieg, mm-hmm, as her as her stepsister Claire Claremont, Laura Dern, which is one of the bigger names, and as Percy Shelley, Eric Stoltz. Yep. And fi and featuring in a, his breakout role, not really, Alex Winter as Doctor John Polidori. Yep. Bill of Bill and Ted fame, in case you don't recognize the name. But yeah, that's pretty much Haunted Summer. It's supposed to be, I don't know, uh, sex, sexy romance. Uh, movie but it's not really like I, I from don't... my understanding what I was sold on this was supposed to be the sexier more body retelling of this these events it's not. and I was expecting almost like a Cinemax quality film where lots of pointless nudity but at the same time you're like it can't be that bad right it was meant it's only rated R it's, meant, it's like okay and what we got was the most unsexiest most boringest 
thing you can imagine, which makes it even worse because this specific event in history has been told multiple times in different genres. Yes, you can get a good story out of this uh, this this predicament. But how about 1986 Gothic, which is a British horror film that follows this event, or how about the 1988 uh, film? Rowing with the Wind, a Spanish film uh, about this, uh, this main event starring the likes of Hugh Grant, Elizabeth Hurley, Lizzie McCurney, and Valentine Pelka. Like I said, it's that's that was, and it's a mystery. The same year as this. A mystery romance it's film. It's the same year as this, too. Like I said, you can get a good scenario out of this exact setup. I mean, there's a lot there to mine, especially considering they kind of touch a bit on it in this movie. Which is like a couple of philosophical discussions, but they don't really delve into it outside of a handful of times. And then when they want to feel like they have depth, they just break out quotes from Lord Byron. Yes, who is probably the most interesting character in the movie, without question. Because the other characters don't really get to do a whole lot, unless he's around. Because before he shows up, the first 20 minutes is completely indisposable. You just cut it right out. It's just kind of meandering. You're like, oh, wait, it looks like they're about to have a threesome. No, they're not. Okay. No, there's a whole bunch of st- things like that in the movie. Eric Stoltz also talks like this with a slight British accent, but very low. Just like everybody in the movie has sex with each other at one point or another. It's very Or at weird. the same time. Though I guess it does. it's not too out of character for them. But yeah, that's more or less the plot of the movie. Like I said, there isn't really one. Just like the film, we meandered with that plot and introduction. So, mm-hmm. my general impressions were already put out there of it being the most boringest, boring, boring, non-sexy film I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. What was your impression of this film? My impression of the film. I don't really have much of an impression of the film. I was interested when Lord Byron was on, on screen. I was not interested in any other time. Because... I was barely interested when Byron was on the screen. Because... I, I like Lord Byron as a person. I I don't really care for, for instance, Percy Shelley and Mary Shelley and uh, the Doctor are okay, but it's mostly Lord Byron I, I like, and when everybody else is around, I was just bored. And it's not even so much the performances, what they were given, the characters were not a whole lot to work with. Like, there is a good story that, to be told here, a good fictionalized account. Mm-hmm. We bring up the contest. I don't actually think the contest no. was mentioned once in here. No. We do see the germs of the thoughts for... Frankenstein, but you don't see anything. You don't see the vampire. You don't see the creation of John John Polidori's vampire. No, they, they, didn't, they didn't even mention that at, at the ending when they tell you how everybody ended up. They didn't even mention that. They didn't. They meant the only thing they mentioned at the uh, end of this movie when they do the text crawl like they usually do in these types of movies is a year later she would write Frankenstein based on what happened in this event and it's. Uh, but the, there, there, there's, really a, there's a long subplot in this movie of them doing drugs and confronting nightmares, uh, which is also prevalent in these other movies I mentioned earlier, just from reading their synopses really quickly, that they yes. all use that same thing. That's the one thing about the movie I, I did like, is the contrast, what they mentioned at the end, where Percy Shelley doesn't believe in demons, and Lord Byron does, but Percy Shelley believes in inner demons, and Lord Byron doesn't want to think about that sort of stuff. And they both end up confronting them, and it ends up almost destroying them. And at the end, they share a knowing nod with each other just before the end of the movie. But that's not really touched upon enough, and it really should have been, because it's an interesting idea. Oh, that knowing nod was more like, I stooped your wife. 
Yeah, but that was after that point. Uh, so let's let's move along because I don't want to talk about this movie much longer. What was mm-hmm. your highlight of the film? Highlight of movie I already said was the uh, the acting was pretty good, but I liked uh, Lord Byron and I enjoyed the general idea of that one theme they could have delved into but did not. I was so uninterested in this movie. The only thing that really stood out to me that entertained me was when John Polidari first says his first line when alexander says his first line to the film that line is he doesn't say anything for he shows up and doesn't say anything for like 20 minutes and, and then he like, goes why isn't he talking i've written a, I've, I've written a uh play i think it's quite good and byron looks at him and goes oh do shut up john yeah because, no, oh do be quiet john yeah because they're on the boat he not, he hasn't said anything up to this point they're watching the the scenery there's a dead silence for about a, a minute or so and then all of a sudden he speaks and said i've written a play you know and Lord Byron turns and do shut up, John. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't said it. anything. It's like, like oh, be minutes. quiet, John. <laughs> he hasn't said anything for like twenty minutes since he showed up, and that's his first line. And he tells him to shut up. That's that was hilarious. It's a good delivery too. Yeah, the, the like I said, there's good moments in the movie, but they're very far between. No, there was a good moment in the mm-hmm. film. Um, low light of the film, the film. There, we're done. Well, you can't really say the film. You have to be more specific. I said. The problem with the movie is there's an obvious setup for an interesting story here, but they don't really do anything with the setup. There was an uh, there was an interesting setup for the story, but everybody involved in this project were woefully uh, untalented to bring anything out of it. No, it's, it's mostly the fact that, as I said, they didn't really do anything with what they had. Like they had the story contest. They didn't even mention it in this movie. They could have. That could have been a central plot point. It wasn't even mentioned. Even Frankenstein is the first thing they mention in the uh, epilogue credits, which is kind of important considering it, it had its germ here. It's like there was a dream sequence where she saw mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah, and it's like I said, you would think this movie would have some sort of good to it because the name of the writer did ring a bell to me. Like who wrote the film? Uh, he's the one that had written the 1972 The Mechanic with yes. uh, Charles Bronson and um, what's what's his name? This is you it. know that guy, that movie? Uh, Jan Michael Vincent. Yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff here that could have, like I said, led to something better. It's just they didn't really gel together. It wasn't edited together particularly well. He also wrote The Great Santini. Mm-hmm. And the direction was pretty plain, didn't really add a whole lot. Although the scenery was nice, I have to say that much. It's like I said, it's like, it isn't that the, any of the people were overall untalented. It's just that they they weren't utilized very well in this film. The project didn't just, did, just didn't gel, I guess, is the main thing. Like I said, away. it's like the premise itself. You're like, this is a, an Oscar bait film. Mm-hmm. It could have it could have been, but no, considering what's won Oscar, I guess you could still say it is. But the problem with the movie is, like I said, nothing really gels together. There's moments where you're like, okay, this could have been good if there was more with this. But they just kind of jump around to people doing random stuff. Like, there's no drive towards any end goal. It's just things happening. Which, like I said, is fine, but that's not the movie we were sold. The movie we were sold was one about these four people come together and we're going to find out how they ended up doing what they ended up doing like we know vampire and frankenstein lord byron being lord byron all all sorts of stuff like that but we don't really get that as i said it's not really touched upon a whole lot and that's a shame because it could have been something really interesting but you did say there was a weird bit of trivia with this movie yeah that was the weirdest piece of trivia that i had found on it 
What? So, the movie is set in 1816. That's a piece of trivia that is given to us by yeah. IMDb. Yeah. But the piece of trivia I'm talking about is the producer of this film, Raymond Stress, mm-hmm. first announced that he wanted to do this project for this film back in May of 1971. Talk about development hell. This movie came out eventually in 1988 from Canon, from Canon Films, from Golan and Globus. 17 years it took. Jeez. And then, imagine. and then, like I said, the other uh, couple of pieces of trivia. They have literally two other ones. The film mm-hmm. was originally scheduled to be directed by John Houston, which yeah. is a dire- better director. Before he passed, and the job was given to Ethan Passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Ken Russell filmed this filmed this exact same story with Gothic. That's literally the four the four pieces of trivia that IMDb will give you. I have not seen Gothic, so I don't. And even Gothic know. was released two years prior to this, and is a British uh, horror movie. As I said, I've never seen it, so I would even know it. It holds up in comparison, but I will say. This movie could have been a lot better. And it probably would have been if it would have had some sort of focus instead of the way it was just kind of jumping around all over the place. It was a little slice of lifey, just kind of meandering. Nothing really went on. Mm-hmm. So, with that, JD, what would you rate this film? I'm going to go with a 2 out of 5. There's parts of this movie I, I liked. Like I just said, Lord Byron I really enjoyed uh, when he was at his best. And I, and I liked the whole, like I said, the whole demon aspect of the movie. Which would have been more interesting had they focused on it. But when they focused on it and touched on it, it was interesting enough. But I don't think they did enough with anything they had to really make me enjoy the movie. It's like I kind of agree with you, but the movie was just so boring. I'm kind of giving this a one just, just based on that alone. Because it's been a while since I've been this bored when watching one of these movies. Hmm. It's not an exciting, and it's movie. it's and it's not it's not, a, and I and I like watching stuffy British drama. I love what love watching those type of things. But this movie is just a stinker. It's just boring. Mm-hmm. It's like boring. like I I I can't even really call out the acting on the film. It's just everything is, but everybody's just there, mm-hmm. doing the best that they can with the script. Mm-hmm. And there's not much to the film to do anything with, which is part of the problem. Is that there should be more to the film considering what they're dealing with but they just don't utilize what they have and i think that's the biggest fault of the movie i said unless you really really like uh lord byron percy shelley and mary shelley i don't think you get a whole lot out of this movie to be quite honest i don't think i don't even think if you if you're a fan of their history and all that that you would get a lot out of this film Probably this is this not. is a hard pass for me i give this a one just yeah, avoid this if you can. Mm, it's not exactly worth seeing, I don't think. Not the worst thing we've covered this season, but it's definitely not one of the better ones. Yeah, like this is just, it's not like, th- this is not a one with an asterisk. This is just a one. This is just, I don't like this movie. I hate this film. It's bad. <laughs> it's just, it's not very, very, very good. Yeah, and I guess that's all we got to say about this one. So with that said, uh, we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise of the Canon Catalog. See ya, buddy. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're Canon Films, and we're Dynamite. For one summer, they were enriched in the danger of their own lives. Glimpse the demon behind the mask. Mary loves you. Mary loves you. <laughs> Terrible danger in this, Shelley. I will go wherever experience takes me. I must. You're feeling tremblingly alive. 
story of poets Byron and Shelley and their summer of friendship. A summer that would forever change their lives. A summer the world would never forget. Philip Anglum, Laura Dern, Alice Krieger, Eric Stoltz, and Alex Winter. In a Vaughn Passer film, Haunted Summer.